Hello guys, I am Ricardo de la Blanca. During the last 20 years, I've been working in different parts of the world where I met very interesting people. People who accomplish what seems impossible. People who make mistakes. Fun and passionate people. People from whom we are going to learn what no school or university can teach. We're going to learn from leaders. Christian Kafner, I'm so happy to have you in this series of calls that are looking for change the perspective of the people in this during pandemic. You have no idea how happy I am to, to see you here. So thank you very much, Chris. For the people that don't know Chris, Chris is uh, the sec General Secretary of IDU, International mm -hmm. Democrat Union. This organization is super, super important. It's the most important organization of center-right parties in the world. We're talking about more than 100 parties. Uh, thanks to this organization, all these different parties can share best practices, can learn from different um, stories. Leaders get connected and improve every single day. For me, it's one of the most beautiful experiences in my life. Let me tell you, Chris, I've been in these meetings maybe for the last six years. And thank you guys. I learned so many uh, different cultures. We have been together in South Korea, Sri Lanka, Bosnia, uh, Latin America, Europe. So it is, it's absolutely incredible all the knowledge that you are sharing, guys. And, and, I, and I believe this is why I get so in love with center-right parties because I saw how they're working. I saw the, the ethics. I saw the principles. And, and I believe the fact that being together, it's sharing these kind of things like a whole, because it's looking, I came, you know, from Venezuela and it's so important to find the solidarity and working together because when something goes wrong in one place, it's like a cancer that go and go viral in other places. It's so relevant, so important, the work that you are doing that is fantastic. And, and you know what? I think that we need to keep working hard to make more people know about IDU and the amazing things you are doing, guys. But again, thank you very much, Chris. So, and, and right now, the idea, Chris, is to, to learn more about you. Why? Because um, in this hard time of pandemic, so many people are depressed, and I understand. So many people are negative, and I understand. But you know what? We can cry one day, but the next day, we, can, we need to wake up. We need to be positive. We need to be brave. We need to believe in ourselves, and we need to go outside to, you know, to make this happen. It's, it's so important. And, and learning more about leaders that we admire, people that we saw, oh my God, but let's see how much effort, how much work, how much um, hard time they had in their life to make this possible. So the idea is inspire people through the hard time that you had to live and how you working hard, being positive, you make this happen. So Chrissy, I love you, brother. Thank you for being here and please tell your story. Oh, thank you, Rick. Uh, well, it's an honor to be part of this series of uh, interviews with very interesting persons. I just flipped through it. And as you already said, we have a kind of a history together, traveling around the world, meeting interesting places. And therefore, I'm, I'm, I'm very much delighted that you thought about me. Yeah, what can I tell you about me? I'm coming from a very small town in northern Bavaria. Um, 
you probably won't know it. It's called Schweinfurt. Okay. Um, even in Bavaria, only a few people know it. It's more in the center of Germany, actually, and therefore in the center of Europe. So I, I grew up at the Cold War time. Germany wow. split in two Germanys. The, the border was not too far away. So I got the impression of being yeah, divided very early. We had a very huge U.S. Uh, garrison in our hometown. And therefore, we, we felt the, the implications of international politics every day when we see military going around. And it was not the German army, it was the Americans being with us. I grew up with them. And yeah, I wouldn't call it the starting point of getting interested in international relations. Uh, I think it was my, it was the, yeah, the interest of my parents traveling abroad. This was for us living in West Germany, a privilege compared to the, the Germans living in East Germany um, to travel. And that's where my parents inspired me to get um, interested in the world interested in other cultures, interested in in the people living in different countries. So already at high school and then especially later on when I moved from high school to, uh, we don't have college, we directly go after high school, we go to university in Germany. Um, especially in Germany, I started studying law at law school, but I already felt that international politics is my <laughs> No my main interest <laughs> and yeah i uh, spent some time in sweden abroad did some field research later on in my polit uh, political science studies in the kosovo so i wow, actually so, that's so many, the flip, so things, flip through so many my life <laughs> so many things i didn't know about you but let, let me go more slow so first yeah. of all it's crazy that you really literally because you're super john how old are you I'm 44 years now. 44. So you, you literally saw this fantastic time. I mean, fantastic for the experience, not because it's something good. It's something really hard for Germany, you know, to be divided. It's, it's crazy. But it's amazing that you saw this experience. Uh, and tell me something, Chris. When, when you were in school, you were start a meeting, a, a, a working a, a, like a student council or something like that, creating, or, or you were more kind of a normal kid. So from the beginning, from where in the school? Uh, from the beginning in, in school, um, I was involved in two fields outside school. And this is my field hockey. I played field hockey for a couple of years. And I was also engaged in the YMCA, at the German YMCA. And I was um, first participating and later became a, a kind of group leader for the younger one until 14 years old. So that's... And how old were you? Uh, how old were you? Uh, starting from, uh, I'll say it's eight years old, I started participating. And the, when I took over the group, well, I think it was 16 something. I love it. One second. This is something that I always want to make an accent here. All the leaders that made something incredible in life start very early. I love this part. I always push my kids. I hope my kids don't hate me without all these meetings because I, I, I saw so many things that I always repeat to them. It's so important to start early. 
but also to find your passion because it's very clear that you you love this part of uh, you know working with people serving people leadership so it's fantastic so but you start super early okay and and then chris so um, did you finish the the law school no because you changed to to I got uh, on with law school and then figured out that political science is much I gotta, more gotta understand. my passion. But I got a very, uh, you were talking about mentors and there I found my first mentor actually. It was my former professor for international law. He also taught international politics. Love it. He convinced me to switch the university going from uh, Würzburg University to Munich to Unique University and he is, he is actually the one who is, he got me the junction between international law and international politics. This is something that is, yeah, was for the mindset. This is uh, one of the most important times in my life. I think. So this again, another thing that I always come to promote in these videos, is so important to always be in, in a group where you are the more stupid, never the more smart. You need to be always close to people, more smart than you, more rich than you, yeah. more connected than you, because to learn everything from them. So it's so, so important. So, so uh, because they can change, and also they can change your life. And also, Chris, I think that we also have a responsibility with kids. When we saw someone that is, you know, with a, a lot of passion for something, if we can help them, giving tips, uh, giving ideas, it's so important because this guy, this professor changed your life for something good. Yeah. So I think it, it, we, we also need to, maybe in IDU, I know that in IDU you are doing a lot of things for young people, for women, but something, so it, it's so important to really um, not just be as a, as a person, go close to people that we can learn from, but also go in your position now, try to be in contact with young people to, you know, give good ideas, give North, to hand, to hand back uh, experience. So, just to just to um, to give you the, the 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 setup for the IDU, the IDU is um, an organization that is, as you said, hosting center right parties all around the world, and um, but with a special focus on yeah political training, political campaigning, and there you have these experiences of teaching and educating people uh, gives you the, the the tools to to improve your uh, your work at home your your work in politics your work at at your everyday business so this is something yeah it started very early and it was sharp by the mentors <laughs> you know I, I i love it because we have a huge responsibility i think that the, the political field is a, there is a huge opportunity there to improve, to really invite more people to join, to join politics. In the past, there was kind of a bad conception about politics, that we are changing every single day. And yep. the, the more we can bring a nice kid, good students, a bring values, teach them best practices, inspire them, the better are going to have. We are changing the world, literally, because this, you know what? So many years, brother, my friend, I'm, I'm in business. Um, all my friends in business, they are, no, no, no let's don't, don't talk about politics. But you know what? Your <laughs> business is living in a country. And if this country is in, in the hands of bad politicians, you're going to lose your business. 
it's so important to in some way get connected with IDU and this kind of organization and in some way support. I think that the more we get close, even with, with entrepreneurs that understand the importance of have very qualified leaders working for us and supporting the country, the, the better the leaders, the better the, 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 the economy and the better the company. So it's, it's something that, and I think that in the last years, I, maybe I'm getting old, I don't know, but, but I feel that every single year is so no, no, no. more this, more disconnection, you know, that, that really right. is happening, is happening. I saw everything more day, more young people jumping in politics, better prepared. And also I saw companies looking to support in a very professional way this field but let, let's go back to your to your story so then, then when you finished the the university you you told me that you went to switzerland no no my brother's living in switzerland ah you were i um but i uh, went um to uh, to berlin i started my first job in berlin and then this was at a research a think tank in in berlin for foreign security policy and I think that I, imagine fantastic. Oh my gosh, super. It's 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 it was related to my work in the, in the political science studies. It was with the Balkans at that time. It was one of the crucial yeah um, challenges where we did not know how to to handle the crisis in our backyard in Europe. We haven't experienced a war for so many years, and suddenly in in the former Yugoslavia it broke out. And the, card, the country split apart, and so we didn't want to let this disease of a war spread more and more. And so we spent a lot of time in investing energy, ideas in cooling down the conflicts. And yeah, it was it was a challenging time. And for today, well, we especially when we see at the IDU, it's it's there you see the melting pot coming together. For example, that Serbs and Croats, well, they are not the best buddies still today, but they work together. They've seen the common goals. They see that we, if we stand united, if we have the same beliefs in freedom and democracy, uh, we can find the bottom line again and think about how to improve our improve business, improve our society, improve our education, improve everything and forget about the hostility. It's, it's not easy, but um, it's a way to overcome um, uh, not, so, not so happy times and oh. we're all humans. And we remember our time in, in Bosnia, this was one of the most uh, hit country on the Balkans. Today it's improving. It's uh, a place where you can walk freely on the streets again. In that time when I was working there, it, it was very nasty. You don't want to go back there. Wow, wow, crazy. It's true. Bosnia is fantastic. Even the, the landscapes, I remember all the re rivers, all the places. It's, it's very, I, I always say but to my friends, if I cover your eyes and take you in an airplane, I put you there, you feel that you are in Italy, Spain, in, in some European country because it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And the people is very nice too. Actually, it's, uh, that's also an experience from, from my, my use. Um, the Balkans is the scenery of a very famous um, film movie um, tradition in Germany about um, 
Karl May. Karl May is a, a writer, probably not known all around the world, but he wrote about America. He wrote about Western Indians and cowboys and everything like that. And they shooted a movie about those main characters. And actually it was shot, the movie was shot in, in, in the Balkans and you had the scenery. The impression of America I got in the beginning was actually a Balkan impression from these kind of movies. Also, Chris, look, look, talking about how we can change realities. You were living in a Germany totally divided that was really hit by the war. And now where is Germany? Germany is in top of the European community. If the German people were crying and dying, no, they wake up. When you have something like this, this could be a, even something better for your life. So I believe that this time where the world is in pause, you can reinvent yourself. You can rethink what you are doing and do something even mm. better. And I think in some, in some case, Germany did that, that. Also, what you mentioned, Bosnia, Serbia, now they are beautiful countries and growing. And soon they're going to be part of the, the European, the European mm. community, maybe, probably. So uh, I believe that, that again, all depend and, uh, and, and sometimes it's not just all depend of, of how you put in your mind, but sometimes when you have something that hit you, sometimes wake up you. So and I, this is what I'm trying to do with people. Wake up people. Come on. It's, see the situation like something as a huge opportunity to reinvent yourself, to rethink what you're doing and, and follow your passion. Well, follow your passion is that's, that's what I did in my life. I always wanted to work in um, foreign policy, international field, scenery. But uh, the connection is with a kind of moment of opportunity. Well, after the unification of Germany, we had this moment of un uh, uh, opportunity to reinvent Germany as it was. Well, you had two different countries, one strong economy in the West, a more rundown economy in the East. and you had the, cha uh, the challenge to merge this together. And Germans sat down and put a lot of energy into this and unifying um, this, this once united then for really 40 years, separate countries, separate development. And if you uh, follow up the 50s in West Germany, this was our main experience when the economy boosted again. We kind of tried to redo it again in the 90s and in the 2000s and this is where you create comparable good living conditions together and everybody's grabbing the same chance and the east germans wanted to catch up with west germans west germans at first oh, oh, oh what's what's happening we are united again what we have to do but then again it is a it developed a country that worked together well I'm from Bavaria, we always think we're a little bit different than the rest of Germany, but in the end, we are all Germans. And so here we go. We were Lederhosen, we, were, we go to the Oktoberfest, drink beer, but in the end, we are all Germans and we invite the other Germans coming over, we invite the whole world coming over and work together, Be, uh, work for a single task, work for a common goal. This is something we definitely can tell from our history there. And coming now to the COVID crisis. I think this is another window of opportunity for us to rethink what we have done when it comes to ecological 
developments when it comes to traveling. Well, I haven't been at the airport for 10 weeks now, and I dearly miss traveling, I can tell you. But we have found ways to interact with friends and partners all around the world uh, on the webinar way, on the Zoom way, how do you call it? I don't know. I have a couple of calls this every day, and sometimes it's getting more closer and more uh, more informations are shared right now and this is this is the window of opportunity to uh, see right now taking this as a yeah it's not a once in a lifetime chance but it's a chance for us to yeah invent or reinvent ourselves but, but this, this is the way to live so instead of see the problem no look now you are if you analyze it's true i just saw the the idu a meeting, virtual meeting, and it was fantastic. So every every person, even, you know what, sometimes, of course, it's better personal personal meetings, but you know what, I can see better <laughs> the, the, the minister there because it's in the screen, I can have a coffee yeah. here. So in some ways, is because so many times, all the leaders coming from different corners of the world, they can't, they can't go to all the meetings. But in, in, through right. this technology, is exactly what you said. Maybe there are even more participation. So again, again, is facing life in a positive attitude, open our mind to better opportunities. And, and I'm sure in the future, we're gonna have more of this digital interaction because again, as you said, it's a way to get more closer. Chris, and now I have a question, that is a general question <laughs> that to, to compare all the leaders. Uh, right. So uh, you told me you're 44. Yes. Super. Okay. Do you remember? I, I remember that we are comparing not just a politician, but politician entrepreneurs um, mm -hmm. athletes. So, um, uh, so general question: Do you remember when you make the first penny, the first dollar, or the first you know, the, the, your first job or whatever? Uh, it was the German mark. Uh, uh, my first, <laughs> my first job was, uh, mm -hmm. I was. Um, I was working at a Foot Locker store in Schweinfurt in my hometown, okay. <laughs> selling sports shoes. Yeah, there was around the age of 17, something like that. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Every single entrepreneur starts early and, you know, and everything at work means. Uh, and look, no one's forget where they made their first penny. No, never. Uh, never. Uh, one question, Chris, what could be your first in a, for the entrepreneurs, it's a, it's a company, whatever. In your case, when you made your first, uh, you know, entrepreneurial uh, a group, or in this case, um, a, I don't know, association, or well, I, I was part of, in student associations. So, the, but never on on a, a leadership perspective. I tried to focus on my my uh, studies okay. in that time. But um, well. Um, my first kind of entrepreneurship was at my first real professional assignment. Uh, I was working for a party in Germany, Christian Social Union. That's a Bavarian sister party to Angela Merkel's CDU. Wow. And I was uh, the executive director for the Foreign and Security Working Group. And I had to work with... I don't know, uh, two, three thousand former militaries who are like-minded thinking in politics, and they are mostly former, former lieutenant generals. And I was beginning of 30s, and those lieutenant generals, uh, colonels, generals, all uh -huh. retired, all had their experience. And wow. this youngsters coming here and telling them, 
how to to run their association <laughs> well, kind of challenging uh, but the, um, this is also coming back to the mentorship thing again I found very good friends in this association and they I had some interesting ideas I found supporters for these ideas and they made this happen and the most important mentor at that point was the was a state secretary in, in the German defense ministry Christian Schmidt and in the beginning we we had a kind of a rough start because he was kind of pushing me into this group and the first question was did you serve when I met the group and <laughs> I was one of those uh, ages uh, youngsters who didn't get uh, drafted by the by the German army and those lieutenant colonels, former generals sitting there and this 30 year old guy is trying to tell them what to do with their working group. It was a challenge, but um, in the end, it turned out it was an eight years tenure with this group. And I think we brought it to a very interesting level. Uh, and I, from there, the next career steps followed up. I, I love it. I always want to be with older people. We learn so much. And I think that they, they also have fun, you know, telling us stories and because we learn so much through experience that, that I, I think is much, much better even from a book to listen leaders, their stories and for the president of Bosnia, for example, telling me about the war of the, of the president of El Salvador when he was alive and he's telling me, you know, all the guerrilla and all these things happening there. So, right. Uh, uh, Chris, um, um, what do you believe is the biggest success in your life? Personal or professional? Personally, it's my kids. <laughs> good answer, good answer. Uh, and in terms of business? Um, um, well, I don't run a real business, but I, I think it's, it's professional, a success I mean. to professional way. It's uh, improving a business and the business for me right now is the International Democrat Union. We have a very interesting chairman right now was a former Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper and together with Mr. Harper there was a driving force to renew this organization. The organization was founded in the Cold War, kind of lost track uh, what what their, their ideas was in the beginning it was fight against communism but when communism was over uh, we tried to expand parties but um, what was the goal what was the target of the network and how to bring the the network of the IDU into the digital age this is something that is really challenging and I think this is we're on a good track we are not yet there so the success is not yet here but um, we're working hard for that no, it's true, and I can see it during this year, and the, the, the improvement have been a lot. So it's, it's absolutely more modern. The, all the topics that you, in, the, in the discussion, in the meetings are fantastic. The speakers are fantastic. I think that you are doing a fantastic job, by the way. So super, uh, congratulations, by the way. Um, the it, outreach is we, we reach out more, and then we get more feedback, and this is something what has improved in the last couple of years. 100% and also the value in the meetings is fantastic. So it's more kind of a training for the people. It's not just getting involved and understand what is happening. No, no, no. It's also, okay, let me prepare you in this, this, this. So it's, it's amazing. Okay, one question, Chris, uh, and every single person has it. What is the, the major failure in your life? Uh, a failure is that I didn't become a lawyer, I think. This is okay. at one point... 
this is something I have. I have, but on the other hand, I would have stuck maybe in a in a in a law firm and I couldn't travel around. So you have two sides of a coin. Everything is is a. I agree. So I, I, it's not a failure in the end. No, I, I agree. But I'm more a politics guy than a law guy. Okay, one question. What is the best the best advice someone gave you? Don't give up. Love. No, keep going. This is this is something um, you have your failures, you have your downs, but you will find find your ups, and you're always on a on a road where you come to a crossroad. And I made the experience that my instincts gave me the right directions, and therefore never give up. Be patient. Sometimes it's don't jump on the first occasion. And value the options very much. So um, I'm not the, the hasty guy who takes every opportunity that comes along. I just look once or twice at the opportunity. But if I will take a turn on a crossroad, I keep going. I love it. Hey, do you have someone that inspire you or some legend that you have there? Um, I don't have one idol or something like that. I, I have my favorite music bands and I have some favorite politicians. One of them is this guy, Ronald Reagan. Um, I learned him, I'm getting, getting known to him better, not when I was young, <laughs> when I was, uh, was more involved with politics. No, I, I think these there are leaders around the world that can give you insights, can give you experience, you can take your own um can, can can from them they can own develop your own ideas you have the big ones for example one of my well uh, figures i'm reading quite frequently is still is is henry kissinger for example there's a book called diplomacy that's that's uh, that was guiding me through all my international studies and everything but also, again, Ronald Reagan is one of those persons who, from today's perspective, I think I can drag a lot of ideas and is still inspiring me. But when I was younger, it was more coming from music or from, from football. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's normal. Okay, how many days? Now I need you to lie me. How many days you make exercise every day? <laughs> every day. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do it every day. <laughs> okay, I would, no. more or less. Uh, well, COVID, COVID is something improving uh, the, the exercise okay. per week. I, I could do more, I must admit. Um, but I found out that uh, a new sport, since the, the contact restrictions are here, where they are there, but you are not quarantined at home, you don't have a complete lockdown. And I experienced uh, cycling. I, found, I took my bicycle and I have a nice forest next to my home and I started cycling. So this is something, uh, uh, experience I haven't had in the last years. And this is really something I will keep going even I love when COVID it. is gone for 20 years. No. I love, another thing that we are getting just for being paused and, and changing the, you know, the typical schedule. I love it. So you discover something that you have hey. right there and imagine. Okay, Chris. Take the uh, opportunities. There they are. One hundred percent. Do you do you eat a healthy, uh, Chris, or or not? 
Um, I try to. Well, I'm a meat guy. I'm not a vegetarian or vegan guy, so uh, I need some meat, but uh, definitely take a look that uh, it's, it's a good quality at that point. And fruits, fruits and meat, that's okay. something I Okay, what time do you guys sleep? I don't go to sleep. At what time? Uh, around 11 at night. Yeah. And in the morning, when you wake up? Um, depends on my son, uh, between six and seven. <laughs> <laughs> is that perfect uh, alarm uh, yeah, yeah i don't need an alarm clock in the morning and um six seven hours sleep is is perfectly fine for me and if it's less or is it disrupted then that the day is kind of hard but um the, otherwise I, i'm doing good i don't need eight hours to sleep super the best if you did to recommend one book what you recommend to the people that are listening one book. Oh, if it comes to that, it's Henry Kissinger Diplomacy. <laughs> yeah. and, and to All time classic. And to finish, Chris, what uh, advice that you give to people in this pandemic time? Um, look at the bright side of life. Well, uh, staying at home is nice. Even if it's under a lockdown, you can improve your stay with your, with your loved ones. If you have friends, you can call them on Zoom. You have your family at home. Make the best out of it. And always think about a glass being half full instead of half empty. So this is something, um, I'm not a pessimistic guy. It will always turn out in a good way. We have to work for it. But if you stay home and mourn all the time. I know that people have problems at home and we have to take care of them. But uh, for all of you who, who think uh, there will be no COVID life, life after COVID, uh, there will be definitely life after COVID and we work for that half full and we keep going. Absolutely true. And let me tell you uh, something, Chris, before finish. Um, you are a very good example because you are a super good person, super good friend, a super humble. So many people in your position um, would be, you know, like super close. And, and something that I admire from you is that you're a really, so you're a brother. So you're a really good friend. Uh, you are always <laughs> open to good ideas. No, it's true. It's, it's important. You know what? We need to say these kind of things when someone is doing something well, because we are typical criticizing people. But when someone is doing well, I, I think that we need to say that. And so the, the way how you are open to new ideas, the way how you're working hard, because it's not easy to manage 100 parties. Imagine 100 egos. So it's complicated. And just be- Even more. magic, But this magic, because in some way, IDU right now, it's not, a, it's not an organization, it's a family. And when we go to every single meeting, I really hug, it's my brother. So it's so nice to, to have this, relationship between members that when you get this vibe this this is the most important thing because it's an energy it's a positive energy so it's not just about politics about no no no. it's like a club of friends fighting for the same right. vision ideas and, and the more you are close and friend and commit and the more you are willing to really keep pushing so and this is a hard work but it's a fantastic it's a fantastic environment that you are creating there and and again thank you for letting me be part of this beautiful family i'm being learning 
a lot, a lot, a lot there. I, I, I'm, I went work to keep bringing value to the organization because I think it's fantastic people in a fantastic environment and, and the value at the end of the day, the, the result of all this interaction is going to be better governments in the world. So imagine what else can we do? So it's fantastic. It's something beautiful. So even, even my kid that is 17 years old, he's in politics now. He's, you know, dreaming about that. I said, I'm going to start taking you to the IDU meetings because you need to get inspired yeah. and, and learn from them. So Chris, I love you, brother. Thank you very much for being in this call. Be safe and hope to see you soon. I don't know in what part of the world. Thank you, Rick. And it was, was an honor for me to be with you on this, on this call today. And I promise you, we will have meetings, physical meetings again. It will not be only virtual. It's nice to have, but uh, as you said, we find a nice destination around the world and we, we hug each other again next time. Let's, let's do it. Thank you, brother. Take care.